time with Billy McGee and Molly. Milk, Pet Milk presents Bibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Myra Marsh, and me, Otto Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Day after tomorrow in Galveston, Texas, four mighty pretty little girls will be celebrating their 12th birthday. Yes, the famous Badgett Quadruplets of Galveston will be 12 years old on the 1st of February. And what a difference 12 years have made. When Joan, Joyce, Jeanette, and Geraldine were born, they were such tiny, delicate babies, their parents wondered whether all four would really live. But you should see them now. Happy, healthy, well-developed youngsters who have had almost from the day of their birth the nutritional benefits of pet milk, the first evaporated milk. And they're still getting pet milk. Now, it isn't surprising that the doctor approved pet milk for their feeding. After all, pet milk is safe. As safe in its sealed container as if there were no germ of disease in the world. Pet milk is uniformly rich. Pet milk is always easy for babies to digest. And everyone at Pet Milk Company is glad and proud to have had some part in making February 1st a very happy birthday for the Badgers. Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista is a man with millions of ideas. And it's just as well that he has so many because only about one in a million is any good. <laughs> listen, listen to the one he has now as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. I was walking along, minding my own business. When out of an orange-colored sky. When out of an orange-colored... No. When all of a sudden I get this great idea. Rocked me right back on my heels. Which are so worn down, I would have fell over backwards if I hadn't been leaning against the window of the Third National Bank. <laughs> Why were you leaning against the bank window? I was sore at old man McDonald, the president of it. I don't get it. Well, on the window it says Third National Bank. Assets, $65 million. Yes. Well, I'm just wide enough that when I lean a certain way against that window, I cover up the million and it says assets, $65. <laughs> I really cheapen the joint. If I could gain five inches in the hips, I'd throw them into bankruptcy. That's wonderful. Nobody who ever saw you in a bathing suit would accuse you of having a million-dollar figure. But, oh. <laughs> say, wait a minute. What was the great idea you had? What idea? Oh, the idea. A skating party at Dugan's Lake. A skating party at Dugan's Lake? Yes. Why, McGee, that is a good idea. Huh. Just cold enough? Yep. Full moon? Yep. Why, that should be fun. Have you done anything about it? Certainly. With me, to think is to act. Executive type, quick decisions. Boom, 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 flash. I rushes over and sees Doc Gamble. Then I call to the trivia, Wilcox, the old-timer, and it's a fun deal. Everybody accepts it. And Ole. Well... <laughs> Everybody's chipping in for the expenses, I presume. No, sir. My party, kiddo. I owe all these guys, socially speaking, and this is my way to even things up. I got the car full of groceries, hot dogs, hamburgers, marshmallows, buns, and root beer. I got six pounds of butter, which I just put in the oven. You put six pounds of butter in the oven? Yeah, but I ain't going to light the oven until just before we leave. <laughs> then we can have hot buttered root beers all evening, you see. 
I forgot to call Wally Wimple. Hand me the phone, will you? Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the residence of Wallace Wimple at 14th and... Oh, is that you, Merce? Oh, dear. <laughs> How's every little thing, Merce? There's, eh? What's say, Merce? You got pinched on your way to work this morning. Heavenly days. What'd she do? Oh, she put up a terrific holler. Did it do any good? Yeah. The guy blushed and left the elevator at the next floor. <laughs> What's say, Merce? Okay, I'll call later. Thanks, Merce. Now, let me see now. We'll need a lot of blankets. A couple of electric heaters. What do we plug the heaters into at Dugan's Lake and not hole in the tree? Why, certainly not. Plug them into the cigarette lighter on the dash in the car. Aha, hmm. uh-huh. remember we tried that once and set the car on fire? Hmm. Certainly, but this time I'm bringing a bucket of sand to throw on the fire. <laughs> oh, I thought of everything this time, kiddo. We can have the... Co- Come in. Hi there, kids. Hello, children. Well, for goodness sakes, Dr. Gamble and the old-timer. Come in, both of you. Hi, fellas. Hey, Molly, these guys are riding out to Dugan Flake with us. You all ready to go, gent? If two suits of red flannels, three sweaters, earmuffs, and mittens preps me for this operation, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Me too, Johnny. Can't wait to get out on that ice with my new skates. Spins, twirls, figure eights, jump over a barrel, somersaults, all kinds of fancy stuff. <laughs> well, you must be quite a skater, Mr. Oldtimer. Who knows, daughter? I'll call anything once. <laughs> boys will excuse me, I'd better be making a couple of jugs of hot coffee and getting some blankets and things together. You betcha, kiddo. You get the stuff together and I'll handle the party from there on. Remember how I always used to manage these things back in Peoria? Out of Kickapoo Creek? Sure she remembers. Look at her shudder. Mm. <laughs> Look, Leatherhead. What do you want, Doc? He means me, old-timer. I'm the Leatherhead. Oh. <laughs> excuse me, Doc. Well, I was just going to say that I have misgivings coming to this party. Good. Bring her along, too. The more the <laughs> Yes, sir. Bring her along. The trivia's bringing a date, too. You want to bring Bessie along, old-timer? Oh, I'd like to, Johnny. But Bessie's in the hospital with a busted leg. Oh. She was skipper of a Mississippi River boat last month and fell down a gangway. Being a southern girl and very modest. I never heard of modesty breaking a leg. What happened? Well, sir, she was standing on the bridge. Yeah? She just rung the engine room for reduced speed. Yeah? The passenger walks up and says... Pardon me, Captain, but your ship is slowing. Bessie grabs at her skirt, dashes for the cabin, and falls down a gangway.
beautiful out here. Bright moonlight, the ice just right for skating, and this wonderful fire. Yeah. Hey, Wilcox, get some more wood over here, boy. The fire's dying down. Hey, you wimp, shag yourself around and get some wood. And only shake it up, boy. We need some wood. Ain't this jolly, Molly? Very cheery, dearie. Mm. Has it occurred to you, blabbermouth, to go get some wood yourself? Why don't you go out in the woods and let somebody else sit here on this log and be obnoxious? Who, me? Why, I'm the hostess, Doc. How would it look if I deserted my guests and went dashing here, there, and everywhere? It would look very pretty. Well, my gosh, I'm throwing the party. I picked the spot, I lit the fire, I... Oh, attaboy, old lady, attaboy. Dump the firewood right on the pile there. Look at all the wood. You must have gone back to town and chopped down the high school, Oli. Oh, I'm a good wood collector, Doctor. These woods are full of wood, but most of it is wood that's still trees. Hmm. So I look through the woods till I find somebody's cabin with nobody home and a stack of firewood on the back porch. <laughs> Gosh, Oli, you steal wood off of somebody's back porch? Oh, please, McGee, you think I'm a thief? No, sir, I use chopped off the back porch. <laughs> I brought some wood, too, Mr. McGee. Well, good for you, Mr. Wimple. Just drop it on the pile over there. All righty. Isn't that wonderful? Two feet of snow and Wallace finds a pencil and two umbrella handles under it. Now, you boys had better sit down here by the fire and relax. Yeah, just as soon as you guys bring in a couple more loads, you better sit down and enjoy yourself. After all, we're out here to have fun, you know. Well, I sit down and relax right now, McGee. Huh? If you want any more wood, you go steal it yourself. I'm just donating my time. <laughs> oh, my. I wish Sweetie Face was here. Huh. Sweetie Face, that's my big old wife. You really wish she was here, Mr. Wimple? Yes. I'd like to skate out on the lake with her in the moonlight, hand in hand, way out in the middle past that big sign that says, No smoking. They mean no smoking. That sign says danger, thin eyes. <laughs> I know, but... Sweetie Face never wears her glasses when she skates. <laughs> oh, well, I think I'll skate a little myself. Mr. Wilcox seems to be having so much fun out there. See you later, folks. Goodbye, Mr. Wimple. Come back for a hot dog after a while. I'm the pond master, you know. I ought to get out and skate, too, but I'm too comfortable. Hmm. That's quite a fire you got here, McGee, for an amateur pyromaniac. <laughs> what you mean, amateur? Why, my gosh, back in Peoria, I was always in charge of this stuff. Remember, Molly, them fires I used to build on the shore of the Kickapoo Creek? Why, sure. <laughs> I sure built some beauties, didn't I? <laughs> oh, you really did, dearie. I'll never forget the little one you built that night inside of old Tom McRae's barn because oh. it was so windy outside. Oh, that one. <laughs> and the barn was full of hay and was next door to the refinery, which was full of gasoline, which was the night before you left for Canada, which was a very smart move. <laughs> fast one. If I hadn't left quick in the boxcar, I'd have been rode out of town on a fire hose. <laughs> you said that. That's me and the missus. That's before she lost my missus. Yeah. We used to do plenty of skating in the old country, McGee. Yeah. Did you always build big fires, Ollie? Missus, when oldest fence invent courting, fires was not needed. <laughs> he raised temperatures and eyebrows for 60 miles around. <laughs> I bet you never had any skates like I got on, Ollie. Hot sizes. Picked them up in a rummage sale for a buck and a half. Very cheap. Oh, sure, we have sheep skates in Sweden, too. You know? 
Hey, can you do what Hollow Wilcox is doing out there, Ole? Look, he takes a long run and tries to leap over a pile of crates. Yes, and he hasn't made it yet. He'll break his neck. Oh, me and my missus, we do all trick stuff like that. Oh, you do? Yeah, I kneel down on the ice and she jumps across me and then she kneel down and I jump across her. Mm. Only this once I miss. And then, did you ever notice a hole in my missus' neck? Like a, <laughs> kind of like the sharp point of a skate. <laughs> then when we get tired, we race each other back to the sleigh and nobody wins. Always a tie. <laughs> Neck and neck, eh? Oh, she were all the way home in the sleigh. <laughs> well, when it's cold, that's a... Oh, hey, here comes Harlow. Looks like he's giving up. Couldn't you make it, son? Oh, no. No, I give up. What are you trying to do, Junior? Kill yourself? Oh, no. You see, pal, I've got three cases of pet evaporated milk stacked out there trying to jump over them. I keep falling down. We saw you, Mr. Wilcox. Gee whiz, it's no trick at all to jump over a barrel on ice skates. But pet milk is so wonderful, I just can't get over it. Oh! Mr. Wilcox. I don't get the connection, Mr. Wilcox. My missus uses pet milk, but she don't use it for yumping. We drink it in coffee. Uh, well, it's great in coffee, Ole. Hey, does your wife use pet milk for cooking, too? No, for cooking, she used to use a stove, Mr. Wilcox. It's a very small stove because my missus always likes to let loven. Oven, that is, a small one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you see, when you use pet milk in cooking... Hey, Molly, speaking of cooking, did you call the gas company about our range? Well, you think you got trouble with your range, McGee. You ought to see my daughter, Katrina. She's the one who married the airline pilot, Oli, huh? Oh, hey, speaking of airline pilots, above everything, they like good food. Let Oli talk, Junior. He's more interesting. <laughs> and pet milk being a top-flight product, it's plain to see that I'm not giving you any pop wash when I say... Please, that Mr. Wilcox, don't be so rude to ladies. I'm talking about my daughter, Katrina. Sure. You know, the one who marries the airline fella? I go to her house last night, and all over the house, it smells like gas. Speaking of gas, I had a patient the other night that needed more anesthetic than we had on hand. It seems he was a radio announcer and spent so much time on the uh, ether look, look, that... Look, look, may I say a word here? Certainly, Mr. Wilcox. Uh, what's the word? Pet. <laughs> That's a very nice word, Junior, now that you've Excuse me, may I finish? <laughs> you go ahead, Ollie. It smelled like gas at your daughter Katrina's house, the one she lives in with her husband, the airline pilot. Thanks, Mercer. <laughs> well, I say, Katrina, I say, what smells that in here? <laughs> And she says, Papa, my pilot lights out. Oh? And I say, it is? And she says, no, he does. My pilot lights out for Fort Worth, Texas this morning and leaves the gas stove turned on. Who does what I mean? Uh, Ollie, that, that's very interesting. <laughs> but to get back to your wife and her cooking, Ollie. Yeah, I think I should. What time I should? Oh, it's early. It's early, Ollie, and I'm sure that your wife, like millions of other good cooks, uses pet milk to add delicious, rich flavor to all her family dishes. At our house, we don't flavor the dishes. We just flavor the food. Molly says if you can taste the plates... Because pet milk, which is just good whole milk concentrated to double richness, adds extra amounts of nourishing milk substances to your favorite recipes. And... Hey, is anybody listening to me? Well, then I'm going back and skate some more.
Yeah, he's a nice boy. Who does he work for? The pet milk people. <laughs> he used to be a wrestler, kind of a moan about town. <laughs> then he sold some kind of a floor preparation for a while, and then after that... <laughs> Hey, Molly, how about skating with me? Oh, I'd love to, dearie, but I can't just sit. I'm the hostess, and here comes Mayor Latrivia. Oh, oh look, he's got a girl. Oh, Quite a dish, too. Oh. Must have a tap of the petticoat on. Listen to that Jane Russell. <laughs> well, hello, Mr. Mayor. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi, Molly, yeah. gentlemen, and McGee. Mm. Uh, I'd like to introduce Miss Gwendolyn Flack. Uh, Gwen, this is Mrs. McGee. How do you do? I'm sure, Miss Flack. Mr. Swenson, Mr. McGee, and Dr. Gaffney. Well, please, lady. Hi, sis. Miss Flack, your arrival has added a great deal of charm to this occasion, which, except for the gracious presence of Mrs. McGee, was conspicuous by its absence. Oh, sure. And which, at least for me, augments the beauty of the evening to a tremendous extent. May I help you put your skates on, sir? I'll help Miss Flack with her skates, Doctor. She's a very pretty girl, Mr. Mayor. Well, of course. Miss Flack was chosen queen of the salmon run at Tillamook, Oregon. <laughs> that was in uh, 1936. <laughs> You're running again this year, aren't you, Gwendolyn? <laughs> yes, fighting my way back upstream, as it were. She's not only beautiful, she's talented. You know, nowadays beauty contests are not judged on looks alone. The prizes go to those who are not only pretty, but accomplished. And what is your special accomplishment, my dear? I'm a blackjack dealer. (laughs) In a gambling joint? No, in the police station. When the detectives go out on duty, I hand them their blackjacks. (laughs) Come to think of it, I knew a blackjack dealer that dealt blackjack in the back of a snack shack in Hackensack. Name was Mac Black. Mac Black adult Black Jack and Hackensack since way back. <laughs> he had a knack for picking a Black Jack from the back of the stack, but Mac Black got the sack for a fact when they caught him with a pack of Crack Jacks stacked in the back of the snack shack in Ohio. <laughs> what have you been doing, old-timer? Picking myself up mostly, Johnny. Oh. Been skating, but I spent so much time sitting down, I was, uh... Oh, pretty girl. Who you with, honey? <laughs> She's with me. Miss Flack, may I present a character known to one and all for want of more imagination on the part of our writers as the old-timer? <laughs> Hello. Girl, you need me help you with your skates? I'll help you. I'll help you. Let me uh, No, no, I'll help you with yours, Molly. I meant I'll help Miss Flack. No, no, no. Let me hear. Gwendolyn, put your foot up. Let go of my leg, Latrivia. (laughs) Oh. Excuse me, I thought that was... Here I am, Charles, over here. I thought you were helping me. That was me, honey. I was right handy, so I said... Get away from her. Come on, kiddo. Let you and me get out of this. We ain't skated together yet tonight. Wonderful. Come on. You know, I don't know if I can even stand up on these things. Now, left, right. Here we go. Left, right, left, right. Ah, this is wonderful. Moonlight on Lake Dugan. You know what I love about it? What? No mosquitoes. 
Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. What a delight when I think of the night that I met you all in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, what a thrill was the spell down the hill I put you on in Saskatchewan. The breeze of the race of the skis I would bet you on in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I'd walk ahead while you rode on the sled I would bet you on in Saskatchewan. We might have been in the Alps. It's not for me. Already I have too many dogs. I probably chase cats all the way home. Hot dog, Miss Black. No, thank you. I have to watch my figure, you know. That should be easy, Miss Black, with all these fellows helping you. <laughs> By the way, Miss Black, or may I call you Gwendolyn? You can call her Miss Black. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Take it easy. Let's not have no rough stuff. This is strictly for fun, you know. What were you going to ask me, Doctor? Well, I was just going to ask you, Miss Black... If you're elected queen of the salmon run again, what are your plans? I think I'll go up the river and pawn. Pawn? Oh. My jewelry so I can go to Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> Give me another hot buttered root beer, will you, Molly? There you are, dearie. Anybody else? Mr. Wilcox? Mr. Wilcox. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I was helping Miss Flack take off her skates. I helped her take them off a half hour ago. You did? Well, what do you know? <laughs> hey, ain't this fun? I sure know how and where to build a fire, don't I? I was always the one that was chose to do this back in Fury, you know. I pick out the proper place. I personally send guys out for firewood. I arrange the... I would like to propose a toast. Oh. Well, isn't that nice? Quiet, everybody. Mr. Wimper wants to give a toast. Here, have some more root beer first, Mr. Wimple. Thank you. Consider yourself plugged in, Toastmaster. <laughs> Shoot, man. All righty. <clears throat> Here's to the girl with the light brown hair, the one that's cooking hot dogs there, Mrs. McGee. May I have three? I thank thee. <laughs> Now, I would like to make a little toast. Uh, good. Here's a bun and a long fork, Mr. Mayor. Go right ahead. No, no, no. I mean a toast that we can all drink. You can't drink toast, boy. 
unless you dunk it in your root beer, and that again, it gets all soggy. I tried that a while ago. No, 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 no. I didn't mean actual toast. I mean a toast. Well, you go right ahead, Mr. Yeah. Mayor. If you want to eat toast while everybody else is making up silly poetry and stuff... I don't want to make a silly toast for you. Well, look, when I said I wanted to make a little toast, I... You... Oh, no. <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen, this is a real toast. Oh, yeah. Go on, Your Honor. <clears throat> May I have another hot dog, please, Mrs. McGee? <laughs> to our host, Bibber McGee. A greatly misunderstood man. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. To Pippa McGee, our host, who personally selected the site on which to build this magnificent bonfire, oh, sure. who is giving us this most enjoyable evening. Well, I hope you Your friends and mine. Oh, the ice is breaking up. And you know what? All my fires used to do that back in Peoria, too. Everybody get out? Oh, and Molly return in a moment. Pet milk, the first evaporated milk, is the first choice of many doctors who want to be sure of giving their baby patients the right start in life. Excellent examples of such babies, in addition to the Badgets, whom we mentioned earlier, are the Fultz quadruplets of Reedsville, North Carolina, the Hen quadruplets of Baltimore, the Collins quadruplets of the Bronx, New York, the Caspers of Passaic, New Jersey, and the Zarifs of New York City. All 24 of these famous babies were tiny and delicate at birth. All are sturdy, vigorous youngsters now. All were given pet milk shortly after birth. All are still thriving on this favored form of milk. Your grocer has pet milk. How about giving your children the benefits of this safe, easy-to-digest, uniformly rich milk? That's pet milk, the first food for millions of happy, healthy babies. Boy, it sure feels good to get into some dry clothes, don't you? Yes, know? indeed. You know, it's amazing how well everybody took it, though, McGee. Yeah. Very philosophically. Huh? Nobody blew up at all. Nope. No, they were just too wet to burn, I guess. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. The first evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? usually has to say so about wedding plans? The bride, the groom, the bride's family? Well, whatever usually happens definitely does not happen in the story of the week next Saturday morning on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program. Be sure to hear this surprising story together with Mary Lee Taylor's famous recipe for pancakes with sausage patties. Tune in next Saturday morning, sure, for the Mary Lee Taylor program on NBC. Steve Wilson fights crime in Big Town, next on NBC.